Hello and welcome once again to the VE Voidcast. My name is Rick and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Devin. Hey kids, guess what? That's right, it's me, Devin, again. <laughs> Devin. Nothing's changed. Devin has lost all of his original season two enthusiasm. Uh, it was a good episode. Well, it lasted. Well, <laughs> it, now, was, it was a real mess. Now we've brought it back down to what we're used to, um, which is the, the, the deadpan uh, Mexican we've come to know and love over the past. Also, you never posted it to YouTube, so. Well, the SoundCloud people got it, and the iTunes people got it, so. Yeah, I guess we'll still need to put it on YouTube at we'll some put it, point. We'll, we'll, I'll stick it up there with this one, and we'll. I mean, we'll we don't really that. have any followers, so I guess it doesn't matter. That one episode got eight hundred and something. Yeah, I it don't also know how that got happened. a fair number of dislikes. To be yes, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair as well. But we focus on the positives here at uh, at the Voidcast. Zero of them. <laughs> <sighs> well, Rick. We're I've actually been week. listening to a lot of podcasts this week. Oh, really? You're fine jumping on the podcast train, huh? Well, I've been playing Dark Souls 3, and I realized there's not really a narrative going. Well, there is, but it's not really one that concerns me. So I just kind of jump on a podcast. The Dark Souls franchise in general is a fantastic podcast game. Yeah, so I've yeah. just been playing, just listening to just a lot of stuff. What? Give me, give me a couple names. Well, listen to, was catching up in that great, Podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Cool Games Inc. Oh yeah, I'm behind on that one. Oh, it's so good. I gotta get caught up on that one. The episode featuring Tara Long. Is it is it a good one? Oh god, I love it. <laughs> I love it, buddy. It's so good when she gets on. <laughs> the whole dynamic changes, Rick. Ooh. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I um, think I think Nick and uh, Nick and Tara have a history. They uh, they did they worked at Rev Three together. I think. Oh really. Rev 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 Three, man, what a great like what a great YouTube channel. I wasn't sure about Nick at first, but I realized I like him. Oh yeah, I I was I watched him on Rev Three back when he was like just a little baby boy, and I like eventually since all the big names quit, like uh, Sessler left, Scoville left, uh, Carboni left, and it was pretty much just him as the face of the channel out of nowhere. And <laughs> he pretty much became their main video guy when he was always kind of behind the scenes before. Uh, and he did a damn good job keeping Rev that shit 3, together. What a what a highlight! That was a probably one of my favorite video game related YouTube channels of all time. I was super sad when that looked like it was going down, and it did. Oh yeah, definitely. Pretty much they as soon all... as as soon as Sessler left, it, it became clear that the channel was kind of going down. But yeah, but uh, listen to that. Listen to some Colin and Greg stuff. Yep. Listen to some IGN stuff. Which IGN cast? Podcast Beyond. So it's a shell of its former self, but I still enjoy the people on there. I I like the people, but I'm all I like I don't even own a PS4, and I listen to yeah. Colin and Greg, so I don't really have like the the reason to listen to two PlayStation podcasts. Yeah, this one it's not it's kind of a PlayStation podcast, but a lot of it's kind of still extends everywhere. I've heard they kind of it's a lot of the comedy button guys, isn't it? Aren't yeah, Max, it is. Max and Brian Altano, aren't they comedy yeah. button? So I can imagine they kind of get on tangents, but... Yeah, so it's a, it's a fun one. So I've just been doing a lot of that, playing Dark Souls. Yep, I've also been, as always, uh, on, the, on the cast life, Giant Bomb, P.S. I Love You. Uh, yep. Pat, uh, Pat the Nest Punk, his podcast is great. I don't know what that is, but okay. 
What else? I think I think those are the those are the the old standbys. I gotta get caught up on cool games. I do. Oh, it's so good. I do. I've really let that one slack. I used to listen to it every Friday morning while I did my homework, and I don't know what happened. I just haven't. Well, they skipped been a week. It. That might be what it is. Yeah, that might be what it is because Nick was in Japan or something. I think. Well, the Japan one they actually recorded ahead of time. It was oh. the GDC week. They skipped. Oh. I see. Um, yeah. So okay. there's the la- the newest two are both recorded while Nick was in Japan. They just did a real mm-hmm. quickie. But they're still good though. Still good episodes. Yeah, they're solid. They don't have a guest or anything, so I wouldn't say they're up to par after that tear along episode. But <laughs> this they're, Friday, they're solid. this Friday they're doing a real one, right? I think. I think I don't know, Nick. I believe he's staying in Japan for quite some time, like all week. Oh really? So, yeah. Oh, maybe not then. Either way, I'll still get caught up. Yeah. Well, buddy, are you ready? Ready to to dive in? To dive in like the <laughs> dirty weasels we are. <laughs> well, we're going to start off with some what we've been playing. Slash, it's sort of also a little bit news because I'm talking Street Fighter for a little bit. Um, so Devin is going to get a drink or take a nap or something <laughs> because yeah. he doesn't play Street Fighter. But I want to talk about it because um, I've been still playing it pretty much. Not quite daily anymore, unfortunately, because of school and things like that. But still playing it, I, I I watch it pretty much daily. If I if I can't play it, I still like to watch some some streams or whatever. And uh, I've been playing a lot of Alex, which is the new character that just came out. So is Izzy, Devin. You'd be interested to know. Uh, he's playing a lot of Izzy, or he's Izzy is playing a lot of Alex. That's what I should I say. Bet he is. Uh, and unfortunately, um, I think that character is one of the worst in the game. <laughs> Which really distresses me because I love his design and I love like he's like he's like a, a, a hybrid. He he has command grabs and he has um, just quarter circle moves, a, a DP move, and he also has charge moves. Like he's got he's got all this different stuff. Usually I I'm not a fan of the hybrids. It's got it's too much. Either be charge, be a grappler, or be a, a regular dude. You know. But, yeah. But I liked I liked his his style and I liked how he mixed he could do mix ups and stuff like that. But the consensus that I've come to after playing him is just he's not, and playing against him, you know he's just not uh, that good, which sucks. But we have hope, Devin, because do we? the next character is Guile, and Guile. Oh boy, the Guile looks strong as fuck. So to put it, Devin, I'm gonna explain it to you. Ryu, as you know, as I've told you, is kind of like the the basic Street Fighter character, right? Mm-hmm. When you're learning Street Fighter, you play Ryu. Um, Guile is like the Ryu of charge characters, in my opinion. Well, that's good. Um, because he only has two special moves, which is his Sonic Boom, which is kind of like a, a, a fireball, which is charge, of course. And then he has his Flash Kick, which is like a, a summer... It's kind of like Nash's Sonic Scythe a little bit, but it's charge. Um, and those are the only two special moves he has, so he's really easy to grasp. Um, and then he has a, a bunch of like command normals, which is also really helpful for learning charge. Because now remind me real fast, what is charge? Oh, that's a good idea. So generally, what an average like a Shoto character, a beginner character, is generally does is you have motions that you do on the stick, so you can do like a, a DP motion, which is like a Z, 
or a quarter circle, which is, as it sounds, a quarter circle in any direction that does a move. Charge characters do not do motions. They have to hold back or down back and then move the stick in a direction with, along with the button. Um, and so it's called charge because you can't just push the stick back and then immediately push it forward. You have to hold it back for a certain amount of time um, and then the move is like charged and you're, you're primed to send out that move. So the, it's, uh, I think they're more complex than Shoto's because charge buffering for me is something that's really hard to do, which is where like you're doing a combo, but you're also thinking about, okay, make sure I hold back so I get this charge so I can finish this combo with a charge move. And it adds a whole a different... It's a different way of thinking about the game. I don't know if it's necessarily harder. I think a lot of people generally think charge characters are easier to use than Shoto's. Um, I don't agree with that, but I, but that could also be because I played, you know, pretty much only Shoto's uh, up until this point. But anyways, yeah, so that's charge. And Guile is the first completely charged character in Street Fighter Five. Okay. So he's the first one. Because even, like, Bison, who's generally a charge character as well, his critical art, his super, was quarter circle based, and he had a quarter circle move, just in general, special move. So he wasn't pure charge. Uh, Nikali's not pure charge. Alex isn't pure charge. Chun-Li's not pure charge. So they all have charge moves, but none of them are pure charge. Uh, Guile is charge top to bottom. All of his specials are charge. His critical art is a charge. Um, so... I'm excited for that because I've been wanting to learn charge characters for a while, and uh, this is—he's uh, looking like a pretty strong one. He also, here's what I was gonna—I just explained to you, right? How charge yes. you gotta hold back, right? Yep. Guile is nuts because if you hold down forward, he does this cheeky little crawl forward. <laughs> oh. He—but while you're doing that, he's still building charge. Hmm. He's the first character I—I I think in any Street Fighter game, anyway. I could maybe a really old Street Fighter had it, but I don't think it did. Um, he's the one of the first characters in any recent Street Fighter that can move forward while charging. Okay. Which is bananas. Granted, when you're moving forward, obviously you can't block, and you also can't use Sonic Boom because Sonic Boom requires a back forward motion. Uh, okay. And doing that would lose the charge, so you can only flash kick out of this forward crawl thing. But it's still pretty cheeky, um, and I think it's gonna. It could see some use because w the hard part about charge character is is repositioning yourself sometimes. Um, because when you're you're trying to charge, trying to get your moves ready, that naturally, unless you're crouching, is gonna push you back towards the corner, which you don't want. You don't want to be in the corner. Um, so this allows Guile to kind of move forward, even if it's just a little bit, just to reposition himself somewhat and still retain that charge so he can flash kick if somebody tries to jump in on him or whatever. Okay. It's pretty sick. So that's Guile. I also want to talk real quick about the uh, latest, the latest Street Fighter tournament, which was West Coast Warzone. Uh, that was this past weekend. And <coughs> I want to talk about it because something happened in it real wild. Uh, I want to preface this, though, with there were no... Um, foreign players at this tournament so there's no Asian players no European players it was this was just American players so the results might be a little bit you know different because there's not the foreign players there because you know different regions have different metas or different characters they think are strong and a, a Ken player Chris Tatarian actually won the whole thing 
Hmm. Which is kind of crazy because Ken was kind of considered... When the game first came out, Ken was considered garbage tier. Like, bad, bad. Really? And then, yeah, slowly but surely, people kind of warmed up to him, but nobody okay. was considering Ken like a, 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 a top-tier character, a good character. Um, and Chris T beat uh, PR, PR Balrog, who's like a very well-known player who was using the Kali. And the Kali is considered to be, by all regions one of like the top three characters in the game hmm. uh, so for Ken to, to show up and just it was it was it was definitive like he like Chris T went off and, really and really just took just it to him, down him took it to him I mean it was still like a, it was obviously still it was the grand final so it was a close 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 set of games but but I think I think Chris was in control for most of it gave him that dinger gave him the nice Ken dinger family man dinger uh, so that was that was really cool to see. But then, like I said, though, you have that that issue of like, did this count as a good showing for Ken? Because American players are generally much more aggressive, I think, than Asian or European players. Fits the personalities. Yeah, and they so they value characters like Ken, or I should say, we value characters like Ken. I'm an American player. We value characters like Ken more highly. Whereas if you look at Asia. Uh, they were they were hyping up Ryu from day one, and nobody. Well, I mean, I'm sure some Americans did, but like Americans in general, were kind of like, yeah, Ryu's good, but like no one really considered Ryu the second best character in the game, which he clearly is now, until like players like Takedo showed up and just started wrecking shop with Ryu. So it was an interesting tournament. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. And there's another one. I think there's a Texas Showdown is this weekend. That's another one that's going to be just, um, just American players. I'm not sure when the next like international tournament is. I don't think it's for a while yet. But that'll. I think that'll be the really interesting time for Street Fighter. Um, is when the next international one is because we're really going to see like does Chris T's Ken stack up to like a Takedo Ryu, you know? My money is on no, but we'll see. Christie really surprised me. I didn't think like I never considered him like a player to win first place in things, but goddamn, his Ken looked good this past weekend. Made me play Ken a little bit until I remembered why I didn't like playing Ken. He's <laughs> got an ugly face, <coughs> real ugly face, um, and his footsie game is trash. Well, Rick, thanks for that invigorating Street Fighter <laughs> lesson slash informational section about the 68th one you've tried to give me? I'm, uh, I'm, they're going to keep coming, even though I know uh, you're never going to play the game. I'm still going to deliver them because I like to hear myself talk about Street Fighter. I hope you find this very rude, but the entire time you were talking, I was playing Love Live School Idol Festival. I, I fully expected that to be the case. Without the sound, which was a bummer, but that I got to get those got to level up. You gotta get that ultra rare Katori. I, I do. <laughs> the I freaking do. <laughs> the mobile scourge strikes again. Oh baby. <laughs> All right. So my Rick, uh, I Rick, have been playing Dark Souls three, obviously, yep, same as last week. I actually don't even know how I got to this week. Um, time just kind of <laughs> flew by. I'm not sure how I'm here. Uh, the game is excellent. I'm, it I'm is excited about. It. Great. I've heard. I recommend it. Nothing but good things. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I was talking to you about 
a boss fights like compared to the other Souls games. Yep. yep. The boss fights in this game are by far probably the best. I'm sure really? some people argue Dark Souls one because those are the classics. Those nostalgia. These are Souls had some pretty stellar bosses. The, well, these as a whole are designed better because they do new things. Each boss mm-hmm. now definitively has so, sort of an enraged mode. And it's not like, oh, okay, they do more damage. Some of these bosses, it completely changes the fight. It's like a 180. Uh, and so, like, there's one fight, which is of when when they were showing footage, is a lot of people's fight there. Like, wow, blew their mind. I don't want to get into it because people don't like to be spoiled. Yeah. But the fight completely changes scenery, and the entire whole part of it just completely different your objective change it's not just hitting him now you have to hit certain parts of his body to defeat him whereas the first part was this is another part where Dark Souls 2 threw a whole bunch of enemies at you and to make it harder Mm -hmm. this one threw a whole bunch of enemies at you but it didn't the objective wasn't to make the game harder it was to stress you out because these mobs it threw didn't matter Mm -hmm. but they were there in the back of your mind that you were afraid of the boss itself killed the mobs that's really interesting. So, but it stressed you out that you had to watch your back, that mm-hmm. these things were going to come up on you. But it, they weren't, because that wasn't that p- the point to hurt you. Right. So the boss designs are just a lot better. Some of them are, you know, basic. Some of them are in rage mode. You're stronger now. But I fought a boss whose entire thing was based around a weapon. You had to run past him in the boss mm-hmm. fight to his throne room, grab a weapon, and then use that weapon to kill him. There was huh. no other way because he had 25,000 health, mm-hmm. and my my weapon with all the levels and everything did 40 damage per hit. So it was based around using this lore weapon to kill him. That's interesting. That's, as far as I know, I don't think anything like that's ever been done before in the, yeah. in the, the Soul series. So they, they do a lot of fun stuff with bosses in the game. It's one of the best ones, for sure. Mm-hmm. I recommend it. Um... I'll be surprised if there's 10 games that come out this year that take Dark Souls 3 off my top 10 list. Because I'm loving yeah. it. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I haven't even played it yet, and I can almost definitively say that it's it's going to be on my... It's When we do our cast uh, next year for Game of the Year, I think it's going to... It's, it's almost certainly going to be on there. Yeah. I'm almost done with the game, actually. I'll probably be done with it by Friday. I've played a lot. i put in 33 hours so far. And it's mm-hmm. about a 35 to 40 hour game, depending on how much you do. Right. And I do not everything, but most of it. There's like an entire optional area I probably won't do because it's a little difficult to find. And I didn't really read the specifics, but I know that off, like I won't naturally find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another optional area, I didn't do everything because it had a giant arrow that kept shooting at me and I was <laughs> getting a little salty. <laughs> but f- I'm doing most of the game. Mm-hmm. So, and it's fun. It's great. I recommend it. And that's that. All right. Glad to hear it. I'll be picking that up probably this summer. Be my dank summer purchase. Um, I can't wait to play Dark Souls 3. Cannot wait. But we're going to move on. We're going to hit kind of like our... It's it's a news topic, but it's kind of like our main thing for the for the cast as well. Um, and that is a continuation of our, of our discussion um, from, I believe it was last week, right? I think the week before. Week before, maybe? Oh, uh, of the PS4K, or what has now been officially dubbed the uh, codename Neo, the PS4 codename Neo. I think it was episode 11, actually. 
Was it that long ago, huh? Because 12, we didn't do news. Oh. And last week, I don't think we did either. This has been floating for a while, hasn't it? Yeah. The rumors came out. I forgot how long ago the rumors came out. Anyway. Yeah, we, we keep having to talk about it. Everyone has to keep talking about it. It's getting old. Yeah. I think this will probably be the last we say about it for quite some time because Until we have officially nitty-gritty at this point. Yeah. We have specs. Um, we have... Do we have a projected release date? No. No? But People we can, are uh, saying October because that's when you need to have the Neo patches for your games. Right, but there's nothing necessarily definitive Yeah. about that necessarily but yeah but that's what people are kind of thinking just mm-hmm. because that's when neo mode has to it, be started it made. would kind of make sense because that would coincide with the psvr release and it would also obviously be the christmas season yeah but that's where it gets dicey because you don't want to sell another 400 dollars hardware alongside yeah, yours. you would just want to sell more regular ps4s and then sell right this psvr yeah. you could so. you could go either way with it but let's let's rewind a little bit and um, go over the specs, talk about those. So when the rumors first surfaced, um, there was all kinds of speculation flying around about 4K and about how this thing would be able to potentially play games at 4K or upscale on the 4K. Looking at the specs, that is definitively not going to be the case. Yeah, the 4K is just for media purposes because we for, yeah, right. can't forget that Sony's not just a game company. They sell media they sell tvs they sell a lot of different things and the 4k is going to be for 4k movies and tv shows and pictures and doing other things and this this is kind of where they lose me to an extent because i don't think i i think this this was it's too soon i think making a ps5 with 4k in a couple years makes perfect sense but right now 4K TVs aren't necessarily consumer price ready yet. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah, hard but- you're hard pressed to find a 4K TV under $1000 and even then it's it's not big enough, you know? You need a, you yeah, need like 55 a- inches to to really see 4K. A 4K TV is a luxury item, and a PS4 is a luxury item that now plays Blu-rays, now plays games, and now uses 4K. That's so you true. have an all-in-one device for you that can work on your 4K TV that you already afford to want to have it, so you can probably afford a PS4. Yeah, that is so fair. The market for that, those are very high-end luxury. But the, even, even small looking percentile. beyond just the hardware itself, 4K content is pretty thin on the ground. And if you buy, like, the wrong 4K TV, your 1080p channels upscaled to 4K can look fucking terrible. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a you, you really have to shop around. There are 4K TVs out right now that do upscale, 1080p upscale very well, but some of the, a, a good number of them do not. And they're not any different price-wise. They're kind of the same size, so it's very easy to, to, if you don't know, to do the research, which I think at this point isn't really a huge deal because I think in this, if you're looking at a 4K TV now, you're, you're probably a tech or media enthusiast at least. Yeah. And I think research. they're more likely looking towards the future. I don't think the 4K functionality is important out of the gate. But they're also thinking of, we can sell 4K TVs with these PlayStation 4s. Right. Because that, we can supply the whole thing ourselves. That kind of, that brings up, I actually just remembered this. I don't, I didn't mention it to you before the cast. I saw a rumor, uh, well, not a rumor. It was like an interview uh, with Shuhei Yoshida. Maybe you saw it. I don't know. 
where he said that he's not necessarily sure if there'll be a PS5. Um, oh yeah, I saw on the side of a IGN that I, this was just I just skimmed it. So, but your point kind of made me think there about that, and maybe they don't plan on doing a PS5, and they want to go the way of incremental upgrades, and that's why they're doing 4K now. Yeah, making PS4 they have a platform. No intention of doing a PS5 with 4K and all that. Possible. Um, which obviously that's speculation, but um, because think, essentially at this point of PS5 is an up, just an upgrade of a PS4. There's not going to be a new OS, probably. They're they're laying the groundwork now. They started pr- fresh with the PS4 <coughs> because they messed up so bad on the PS3 with everything. Yep. yep. That a PS5 really is just a better, more powerful PS4. That's especially true now with, with the consoles using pretty much pretty standard consumer PC hardware. Yeah. There really are just... PCs with custom OS's now. So I think so, we might be looking at it wrong thinking a PS5 is going to be any different and if they just use the same OS and stuff they're probably just going to upgrade the OS they have. Right. Which they can just add to the PS4. Uh, yeah, a PS5 might not be a realistic thing. It's just another PS4. It's a platform now with upgradable right, yeah, versions. They're, they're creating kind of a continuous brand like an iPhone. It's it's and not necessarily a, a PlayStation Five, more so is or is it's just it's a PlayStation. Yeah, you know and they probably won't want to market it as a PlayStation Five until they get to a point where everyone needs to upgrade. Right. Right now they don't they the big thing about the Neo is that there's not going to be any exclusive content. A game's not going to have more things in it because it's on a Neo than it is a PS4. Yes, they're they trying were, to they keep were it very clear about that. You cannot the the neat, the online experience. I believe they said has to be functionally identical. Yep. Um, and I I think they said too that it, there can't be any features. Uh, yeah. That the, the the Neo version has that the regular doesn't. It can only be performance. Yeah. Increases. Like the Giant Bomb article this is from made an example of like the Neo version having a level editor because it could run better or something. Right. And Those no, are, nothing right. like that. that. The PS5 would come into play when they hit a point where they can't put everything onto these PS4 games. They need mm-hmm. a decent upgrade right. where content does change. So I, I think I think that's interesting because now it's I'm I'm kind of of two minds on it. Because, on the one hand, it does give people who want better performance an increase, but I just I don't see the value proposition. I I don't think that that is a good value for the consumer, because you know consoles are they're not phones. You know they're no. more expensive. They they cost more money, and the games cost more money, and I I. I don't know. It doesn't. The timeline, like from what I'm thinking in my head, is they do PS4, PS4 incremental upgrades one and two, and then PS5, right? Yeah, that'd be fair. I just, I don't see a reason to do that over PC. That's my biggest issue. Is I don't see a reason to buy into that console ecosystem when you can do that same idea for cheaper on the PC. Yeah, the I think the only upgrades. thing that keeps specifically the the PlayStation 
to be able to do that where people don't just run to a PC is the games because yeah, yeah. PC has certain games you can only play on PC mm-hmm. but if those type of games don't speak to you and you want just normal games because on PC it's civil, it's Civ it's MMOs it's MOBAs right yeah that's the those are specific the genres if those genres don't speak to you the PlayStation specifically is getting these exclusives that might right and that's where their big pull right now is their exclusive lineup is getting bigger and bigger it is because these games like the latest uh the Bastion and whatever the other game they made Transistor mm-hmm. team is releasing a new game that's just on PlayStation it's on PC as well but like Xbox doesn't have it yeah and I think so I think when you look at PC and PS4 the the gap of exclusive is a bit smaller but when you look at Xbox and PS4 the difference is quite substantial the, the Xbox just does not get the games that no. PS4 is getting so like they didn't get Street Fighter. They didn't. They're not getting that new. What's it called? Pyro. Pyre. Pyre. Yeah, that's Pyre. what it is. So, there's a lot with when it just comes to games happening. Where some people, not only do they not want to deal with PCs, because it is, yeah, this is difficult as well. But it's still not downloading drivers. It's still not making your own PC and doing all this. That some people just don't, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. It doesn't matter. PC's better. I don't want to do that. And that, to me, is the appeal of consoles, but it's the appeal of consoles as they are now. Yeah. And I, I don't think the premium that you pay, because when you can look at it in the way of, okay, I'm paying more money, but I'm getting an upgrade without having to do any work myself. And yeah. you could make the argument that that is worthy of a premium, but, I mean, the premium that you're proposing is $400 every two to three years. Yeah, Which, but that's where my argument where the games come into play as well. It's not just the console and the uh, simplicity. It's I can play Uncharted. I can play The Last of Us. I can play Horizon. Right. I can play these games that will never be on PC that are so important that they do warrant buying a PlayStation. But do they warrant buying three PlayStation? Well, that's the thing. That's... No one's making you buy them, Rick. That's right there. That is the mindset people have. That is wrong. Is no one's making you buy this. This is a luxury. This first, maybe the second upgrade is, is substantial, but that's where they need to get into PS5 territory. As soon as it right. changes everything, they have to do a PS5. And no one's yeah, making from, you buy the Neo. Right. From, which, an, from an anger standpoint, I understand. I also agree that it's a luxury thing. No one's making you pay for it. But as far as them making money. On the increment, that's where I'm kind of like, are people gonna buy it? Because yeah, I think this is more. This is a niche little sect of the PS4 audience that are so dedicated that they want that. I personally will probably buy it because yeah. I don't care about PC upgrades. I would like the games if it runs significantly. If it's the difference of 30 frames to 60 frames. Oh yeah, to I me, would that's do it. Worth it. That's a worthy upgrade. Would uh, be, sure. and I'm. More a more dedicated fan, a fan to console gaming, I would do it. But not everyone's going to, and not really everyone needs to if they have the mindset that they like the PSVR. They're not expecting to boom. They would be happy if they sold a million. Right. That that's it. Even though the uh, PS4 audience is over thirty million, they'd be happy with a million PSVR sales. Because that's still a pretty damn good install base. Yeah. If they if they go into the mindset with that, that's where they do all the calculations of what they're making if that's fine with them mm-hmm. then that's still fine right so I, a lot of people are upset 
and I don't think all of it's warranted. I don't think no, all of their arguments I, are right. There's I, just a lot I, of rage. I, I don't going understand on. the rage and like the anger at Sony. I don't understand. Like uh, we talked about Colin uh, from you know kind of funny Tom Moriarty, how he said essentially that it's like a fuck you to the people who bought PS4s, and I don't see that. Because if Sony's, you bought a PS4 right before these announcements, yeah, that's that sucks. It does kind of suck, but at, at the same time, Sony has bent over backwards to make sure that developers are not developing solely for the Neo. They've set yeah. out these very strict guidelines that it's like, your game will do this, this, and this, or we're not putting it out. I think they've done really all they can. Is, the, is it a good idea? I don't think it is. But I, but I don't think that it's necessarily like a rage, like a, a they're screwing over the consumer no. type situation either. Yeah, like I bought a PS4 day one. I don't feel I've gotten by the time it comes out, I'll have at least three years out of it for four hundred dollars. I, I don't know what to say. Like that's not bad. Yeah, no, it's not bad at all. Not when I go buy a Wii U. I can't say that I've had enough entertainment out of that thing yet <laughs> to warn it's I think I spent like 300 on it I don't know yeah so I just realized we I said that we were going to rewind talk about specs but then we we launched we popped off and I never said the specs so well, gonna... let's be honest we don't understand what the specs mean well no 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 I do understand I looked okay, I, I read about it now. I read about it I didn't Give at first a little cheeky before we finish off so the original PS4 CPU had 8 Jaguar cores at 1.6 gigahertz the Neo will have 8 Jaguar cores at 2.1 gigahertz. That's a pretty small ink upgrade. That's not anything to really freak out about. The memory, the RAM, same 8 gigabyte GDR, GDR5, um, but it's got a higher gigabit gigabit per second. Per second. Is that a read rate? I don't. Mm. That part. That part confused me a little bit. It's faster RAM. It's yeah, faster. Not RAM. much faster, but a little faster. It's again minimal. But the real meat and potatoes of this upgrade is the APU, um, which so it was an it was an AMD card, 18 CUs at 800 megahertz. The Neo is going to have they're calling it an improved AMD GCN. I'll come back to that in a second. 36 CUs at 911 megahertz. This is interesting because from what I've read, current AMD APUs cannot handle the power that they're saying is in this new Neo APU. Which leads, which is leading people to believe that the Neo will feature like new AMD architecture, like the Polaris, this new stuff that's coming out that they're they're working on. Um, which is interesting because we don't have a metric, we we don't know how powerful that's really going to be. Um, so there is potential for the Neo to actually be a a significant increase in pure performance raw power th over the original PS4. Uh, obviously I can't say for sure um, but it it seems like um, that could, this this very well could be a, a 30 to 60 FPS jump in some games. Um, so, you know. If that is the case then yeah, I'd, I personally would buy one if it's not the case. If it's, here's math 30 frames to just stable 30 right it's probably not worth 400 well 400 is the suspect the expected, the expected price. price depending i believe i read in the rumors that they said depending on the cpu they went with it might be 499 
but it doesn't look like it they doesn't look like they the went with the more substantial. Yeah, yeah, the CPU upgrade is very small, so it seems like three ninety nine is going to be the price. And if it's three hundred ninety nine and they do lower lo- lower the regular PS four to three hundred or I don't think two fifty is reasonable to do, but if they did, well, I mean, three hundred was the price for the bundles, weren't they? Or were they two fifty? Yeah. It's been a while. I think I know they were three fifty because oh. that's what Microsoft had dropped to, I believe. And now Microsoft, Microsoft dropped is two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, they're two ninety nine now. So I, th- I, I, the Black Friday ones may have been three hundred for two for two fifty. I I would impulse buy an original PS four. I absolutely yeah, would. And they could be going off if now they have the Neo at the regular four hundred. They've dropped these regular PS4s. They're mm-hmm. only going to sell faster. Yeah, like three hundred would make me think about it if it came with maybe two games or something. Like if they did a Persona Five bundle, and they Oof. gave me for three hundred Persona Five and maybe a special edition PS4, that would tempt me. But just a regular P- a PS4 for three hundred, I don't know if that would sway me enough. But two fifty. Yeah. I'm clicking buy. That's a that is a instant buy for me. Yeah, Absolutely. because at that point you're not really thinking about buying a Neo too much because that's a hundred and fifty dollars more. Yeah, exactly. You're just the, going the for that regular PS4. The one the difference between one fifty and one hundred I think is is pretty crucial. Like one hundred dollars, yeah. I, I that makes me think eh, maybe I'll just wait for the Neo. But for two fifty for a PS4, like that's I'll take the hit now. And maybe the Neo is awesome, and I end up having to buy it at some point. I'll be a little salty then, but yeah, you know, so worth, it, it's worth the risk. Overall, I'm not not being like a fanboy or anything. Like just really looking at it, I I don't think all of the anger is warranted. Oh yeah, and I'm, I understand some of it, but not all of it. I'm far from a a Sony fanboy. I'm far from a console fanboy in general, uh, and even I will say that people are really overreacting to this. Yeah. Once and me, I mean, although you could argue that my time in the PC space has kind of dulled me to incremental upgrades because it's the nature of PC. You know, you upgrade every couple yeah. of years. You upgrade a piece here, a piece there, and you go until, you know, things aren't running anymore. Um, but I think at the same time, it's it's really not a big deal. Like, no. It's not a fuck you to original PS4 owners. It's it's not, you know... I think it might you could make an argument that maybe it's a little bit harder on devs, but that's yeah. the only... C- consumer issues, consumer-wise, I don't understand at all. Issues dev-wise, time will tell. It's, it's difficult to say. It, that has potential to be a problem. Yeah, it does. But Especially nothing, it looks like they want third parties to... They want everyone stick to, to do the it. Neo mode. Yeah, everybody. And I has think to that's do it. where it gets a lot dicier. <coughs> First party, second party, I understand. Third party, it's like uh, we'll see right. what happens there. Right. When I think of that, the first thing that comes to mind is Assassin's Creed, and I just feel like it's just not gonna. Some, it's gonna end up being worse on the Neo. Yeah, somehow <laughs> which doesn't gonna, make sense. Somehow but they're it will gonna be. fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of all I have to say, and I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've said, I've said my piece as well. I think we'll probably just wrap it up there. Wrap up here. We're at over half an hour. We're at 40 minutes. That's pretty yeah, good. We got, we got into some real heated discussion. We did. We went into this thinking we might not even hit half an hour. And yeah. here we sit. We're sitting pretty at 40. Like, talking about this again. Right. I I, what do I have to say? But, but actually, I had stuff to say. Yeah, there was, there was you know, the, the, the backlash was, in, you know, something to talk about and the specs themselves. So Yeah. 
time will tell on the Neo. Um, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm I really think that if they did a 30 to 60 FPS jump in most games, I I, I think that would be something really special. Like that would be a really good upgrade. Yeah. Um, but we can't obviously. This is still mostly speculation. All we have are a spec sheet and the spec sheet the important part doesn't really make sense because we don't have that new amd technology to really look at yet <laughs> so yep all right yep. buddy that's the episode yep that's episode 14 are we 14 or 15 i don't i actually 14 don't anything wait i'm gonna i'm gonna google it i'm gonna 12 was our changing sound. point from the 30 <coughs> hour cast to the half an hour cast I'm going to SoundCloud us. Yeah, we're, uh, episode 14. <coughs> Who hot dog. Follow us on the, the Twitter at uh, VE underscore Voidcast. You can, and you can find us on uh, SoundCloud, just uh, VE Voidcast, or if you look up just Voidcast, we'll show up. Same with iTunes, Voidcast. We'll, we're, we're there. Um, YouTube is Void Entertainment. YouTube is a, it's, it's it's a little dying right now. Over summer, I think the YouTube is really. I'm gonna try and get some stuff going with the YouTube, but right now I just don't have the time. I'm a blogging boy now, so I can't guarantee I'm gonna give any YouTube content. That you were you were always kind of a little wary of the YouTube content, though. Anyway. Yeah, I put out my one let's play, and that's about all <laughs> I was good for. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll probably do most of the YouTube content. Maybe and I'll, I'll find a nice a nice lad to replace me in this <laughs> business. I'm already calling it quit selling my shares. <laughs> You're selling your shares for free because we haven't made a cent off this shit. In yeah, fact, we we're, have... in the, we're in the hole like $60, $75 for the SoundCloud fees. Yep. And if we, as soon as we make a cent, Konami is coming after us. That's because true, because I put licensed music solid. in the last episode. Oh, God, that's going to bite you in the butt <laughs> I take no legal liability <laughs> that's saying it's not enough to change anything but I'll make sure it's true <laughs> alright lad that's it that's one for the books maybe see you kids next week next week try not to die see you later <laughs>